Welcome to the Stress Nanny Podcast. I'm your host, Lindsay Miller, and I'm delighted that you're here. Today, we're going to talk about how to relax. I've been talking to an increasing number of people who are struggling with feelings of overwhelm. It's completely normal right now for life to feel like it's getting a little out of hand, especially with more and more states shutting back down from COVID-19, thoughts about school and how things are going to settle back into a routine in the fall, or how things are not going to settle back into a routine in the fall. There are a lot of ways that stress is compounding right now. During times when stress is growing, it can it's already challenging to relax. But if we don't know how to relax as those times come, it's even more frustrating because as our stress and our cortisol escalate, our ability to bring them back down doesn't necessarily match that. And so we find ourselves grappling with increasing levels of stress. Um, Oftentimes that results in decreased levels of sleep. We can see health patterns start to slide. We can fall back into habits or... um, routines and rhythms that aren't serving us. Oftentimes during stress, we revert back to old patterns and old habits instead of using our more intentional ones. And so those, the, all of those things can contribute to a lack of relaxation. We feel stress knowing that we're not eating the way we want to eat or the way we're not exercising, we want to exercise or we social reference and look at how other people are managing their stress and feel stressed that we're not managing it as well. There's any number of um, events or thoughts that can trigger feelings of increased stress when we're trying so hard to manage rising stress levels. So I wanted to just talk a little bit about the practice of relaxation and how a a practice of relaxation looks and what might be a part of it and how frequently it needs to be something that we focus on in order to make it more uh, of a go-to response for us. A lot of times when we're running on high levels of stress, we never really make it back down to that place where we feel relaxed. And we've talked about that in terms of the nervous system before here on the podcast where the nervous system and the immune system can get so ramped up that they have a hard time coming back down to a place of balance and calm. And and that can look like autoimmunity. It can look like chronic symptoms for other diseases. And so as we look at relaxation, I want us to remember that it is closely tethered to health. In fact, um, there's a book out that talks about how relaxation, the ability to relax, is one of the key components of being able to heal from disease. Um, it's called The Relaxation Revolution by Herbert Benson and William Proctor. NPR highlighted it. And it's an interesting theory because a lot of the time when we can learn to relax, our body can recalibrate things that it can't do when we're overly stressed. But aside from the benefits health-wise of relaxation, there are huge benefits emotionally and mentally to being able to settle. And especially right now, so many of us are struggling to feel settled. I know that the compound effects of social distancing, concern about COVID-19, ramifications from life, um, anti-racism concerns and the work that comes with practicing anti-racism, 
desire to be conscientious about time with family, all of those things, they just can add up and create an environment for us internally that doesn't lend itself to relaxation. There can be so many things we're trying to learn or do or cope with that our minds are constantly, constantly going. And while it seems like over time that would lend itself to more growth and more uh, of an impact, frequently what happens is we burn out, right? And our, our ability and our capacity to take in that information and to integrate it and affect change in ourselves and in those around us actually becomes more and more limited when we don't know how to relax. When we're always, always on, we're kind of like a flashlight that eventually burns out. And so one of the ways that you can really um, give yourself a break when it comes to relaxation uh, and invite yourself to do the work of learning to relax amidst all the other things you're trying to do right now is to recognize that when you do learn to relax and you do allow yourself those moments of peace, of quiet, and just of rejuvenation, that you can show up more fully in all the places you show up as a result of that relaxation. So far from being something that's lazy or something that is selfish, like we talk about with self-care, the ability to relax is actually key to you being able to use your gifts, you staying healthy, you doing the things you want to do with vibrancy, with integrity. And so as we go through these um, ideas on how to practice relaxation more, I invite you to just create space for this to be more of a reality for you. Odds are, if you're listening to this podcast and if you're living the year 2020, you are not relaxing as much as you could be, right? <laughs> the first half of this year has just not been, um, well, it's provided some downtime. A lot of times for moms, that's been stressful. And a lot of times because of the lack of connection, it's been stressful. So relaxation, while it can seem like this year has provided opportunities for it, in all actuality, if we've just been on our phone a ton or reading news articles all the time, we haven't let our bodies kind of settle. So that's where I want to start first is this idea that what relaxation is. We want to lower our heartbeat. We want to calm our spirit. We want to rest our brain. We want to rest our body. Like we just want everything to not be on that fight or flight spectrum. We want it to be really mellow and just calm. And because of the pace of life and the style of life that most of us live, those uh, facets of being, the calm and the relaxed, um, settled tendencies aren't the ones that we draw out the most frequently in our day-to-day -day living. They tend to be the ones that we have to access intentionally. So think about the last time you felt fully relaxed. Was it when you were settling down to sleep? That's actually a really hard time for a lot of people to feel relaxed. Was it when you were outside on the grass? Was it when you went for a walk? Was it after some time with friends, either virtually or in person? Do you have a yoga or meditation practice? Were you able to initiate some calm there? So just consider the last time you really felt in your body 
that sense of relaxation. And then tune in to what that feels like in your body. I know in my body, it looks like the intentional release of tension. Frequently, I'm holding tension that I don't even realize. And so if I listen to a guided relaxation or guide myself through relaxation in my body, a lot of times what that looks like is releasing tension, letting go of muscles that are just like springing ready for action and engaging in the process of just like loosening up my grip, you know, relaxing my jaw, um, letting the creases go around my forehead and my eyes and just really breathing. Um, Again, that heart rate and the breath rate those things are key indicators of relaxation. So if you can kind of settle your breathing or your breathing can just be like a slow and even pattern, you can realize that you're, you know, you're maybe kind of relaxed, like that's relaxation. So in your body, note where you frequently hold tension and how you can begin to use that awareness in order to cultivate relaxation. Um, Another way that you can kind of start to build relaxation in your life is to notice the things that you do that help you feel relaxed. So in the exercise we just did, where we considered the last time you were relaxed, what were you doing? Maybe jot down a list of one, two, three things you can do that really help you feel settled. And right now it is crucial, and I mean crucial, that you make those things a part of your world consistently. And there may have been a time in your life when they didn't have to be consistent, but I would argue that now is not that time. So even if you can just get in a few minutes of reading or a short walk to the mailbox, whatever your um, preferred modes of relaxation are, if you can just connect with those practices a few times a day, and it doesn't have to be long, like a walk to the mailbox can just be a few minutes, but if you can consciously sink into a more relaxed place during that walk, that's the goal. So as you notice what your body feels like when you relax, and then what activities initiate that relaxed response in your body, you have some great tools to use you know that those things work for you. And then you can also think through those activities and determine what other activities might be similar in nature that could help you feel more relaxed. Again, it's a really, really good time to round out your relaxation repertoire right now. So having a multitude of activities that you know help you feel settled can really be a boon to your well-being. So some of the other activities that might work for you are things like painting, sewing, coloring. A lot of times creative endeavors are things that help us kind of just soothe our brains into a space of creativity and curiosity instead of a place of stress. Um, I know a few years ago when I was trying to really practice relaxing, because it's something I have to practice, it it doesn't come naturally to me, I tend to be like an always on the go person, and I like to accomplish things and get things done and connect with people and ideas, and so I'm I'm usually um, the one who has to remind myself to settle and relax. Well, one of the things I came across was Zen Tangle. And it's just um, different pencil drawings. You can do it with marker also or pen. But you do these drawings and it's like you block off different um, areas of a tangle. So you just do like a squirrely line that crosses over itself a bunch of times and looks however 
you know, crazy you want it to. And then in each of the sections of that line, you draw a different pattern. And there are a lot of different Zentangle patterns. There are books you can get on it. You can look on the internet. But the point is that at the time, I needed a new way to relax. I felt like I had maybe exhausted some of the things that I um, had previously done to relax. It was around that time I was doing my yoga teacher training. And so yoga started to be a bit of a job and a relaxation practice for me. And I needed just a few more things that I could do sitting down, like stationary, that could help me feel calm. So if my daughter was nearby doing homework, or if my husband was talking to me and telling a story about his day, and I needed something to just kind of settle into the moment, I could pick up the Zentangle and just be doing that kind of mindlessly, but also not letting my mind wander to other things. You know, there was enough focus in place that my mind had to sit on that task without wandering all at the same time, kind of engaging with what was going on in terms of conversation or, you know, if I was needed for homework sporadically, that allowed me to sit without being like antsy or worried about what all the stuff I needed to be doing. I could just sit and enjoy doing Zentangle. So it was fun also because it was novel. I wasn't familiar with it. So I was excited to learn more about it. Uh, and there are so many classes or, you know, tutorials that we can take to kind of cultivate some of those more artistic or soothing activities. They tend to be repetitive in nature. So like crocheting or knitting, you're kind of just doing the same thing over and over and over again. It requires enough mental concentration that you're engaged with the task, but not so much that you're feeling overwhelmed and overstimulated. So once you identify how you feel relaxed what you do to feel relaxed, take that information and figure out one or two more things you could do to initiate that sense of relaxation in yourself. One of the things that I am especially attuned to is evening relaxation. So this can be something that's a little bit more challenging because a lot of times, I mean, we may not want to be like knitting right before bed, or it can be hard to like paint ourselves to sleep right? And so at nighttime, when we want to relax, it it can almost be harder to relax because we're so set on relaxing and we get so stressed out when we're not relaxing that we then kind of initiate that stress response and it's hard for us to settle. I work with a lot of people in my classes who have this struggle where sleep does not come easily. And then if it does come, it's a bit more restless or it's so late that like there's not a feeling of rejuvenation in the morning because they weren't able to get to sleep for so long. So if that's you and you feel like you um, could use a bit more relaxation at night, I would especially encourage you to um, dabble with relaxation during the day. I find that when I can have a few points of relaxation in my day, it's much, much easier for me to settle at night right? My body has already practiced kind of like coming back down from high stress, coming back down from activity a couple of times. And so when I need my body to do that again at night, that is more accessible to me. But if I just go, 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 go all day and I don't take a minute here and there to maybe sit and read like a few pages of a book after lunch, or if I don't take a few minutes outside to just sit on the porch or if I don't go take a slow walk to the mailbox and notice the sun and the sky and the clouds, then at night, if I've just flown through my day, I usually have a hard time falling asleep. And then one of the things that I do 
at night. Again, I have a brain that likes to go all the time. So I can't read like um, nonfiction books at night or self-help books at night. Those cannot be on my nightstand because inevitably it makes my brain like go to all the ways I could implement or when Marie Kondo is telling me how to tidy up my world, I'm thinking of all the ways that I need to implement what she's telling me and where I could next, uh, (laughs) turn my efforts. If I need to focus on my dresser and folding my clothes, or if I need to create a more capsule wardrobe in my closet. So one of the things I would encourage you to do as you notice the things that make you feel more relaxed, try to implement more of those toward bedtime. So if reading helps you, You could read before bed or take a few minutes to read after dinner. I know when I coach people on the habits that I teach, we talk a lot about using the evening time as a settling grounding time, a time to connect with family, maybe do some chores around the house, but not to make it a super strenuous or stressful time in terms of mental load or um, like physical depletion, just to kind of ease into evening if possible. And you might be saying right now that that sounds really funny given your life circumstances, (laughs) but for some people in the season that they're in, that's reasonable and they can do it. For others, it might take a little bit more intentionality or it might take a little bit of strategy. So you might have to figure out some of those different ways you could implement relaxation into your world at night. And that's why I encourage you to find a few things like have a relaxation toolkit where you know, like, I can count on these five things to help me feel relaxed. So if any one doesn't work, or if the context that you're in, say at bedtime, or, you know, at a stoplight, or in the grocery store, whatever it is, if you're, if you're at a place or time where it doesn't necessarily work to go pick up your sewing and start working on it, you have a few other, um, tools that you can work with that will enable you to initiate that sense of relaxation and calm. So as you do that, whether it's in the evening or throughout the day, I'd recommend all of those things. Um, I would also encourage you just to be patient with yourself. Like always, it doesn't do us any good to get stressed out with ourselves if we can't relax or to beat ourselves up if we're having trouble relaxing or to give ourselves a hard time if relaxation is taking a while. It's important to remember that relaxation is indeed a practice and the more stressed out we are, the less likely we often are to practice it. And so if it's been a while since you've practiced relaxing, it'll probably take a while for you you to remember how to relax. There's nothing wrong with that and it's totally normal. So just give yourself a break and just be patient and just recognize that you're practicing the art of relaxation. Relaxation.